Hey guys, so today on Rated BA, we're going to be talking a little bit about the movie The Salesman. It's a foreign film, and I just wanted to offer a quick trigger warning to anybody who may be affected by any talk about sexual assault, specifically rape. So if you uh, just want to go ahead and tune this one out, that's perfectly okay. What's up, guys? This is Rated BA. My name is Freddie. Hey. Oh, this girl next to me. I was going to introduce her, but I guess she can introduce herself. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm a strong, independent-ass woman. I guess you are. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Brittany, obviously joking. And yeah, you're listening to Rated BA. Welcome. Yes. Uh, so this week, uh, we want to talk about The Salesman, uh, which is a foreign film. Uh, won the best foreign film uh, at, the, at, the, at the Oscars this year. Uh, so I wanted to watch and see... What was that all about? But first, let's talk about uh, what's going on right now. So what's up? I am really into my new wax strips that I bought. I bought yeah, you these, are. Like, are you going to let me speak? <laughs> I'll punch you in the face. Uh, so obviously joking again. So I am really into these new wax strips that I got. They're these Sally Hansen ones. And I use them for my mustache and my brows. And yes, I wax my mustache. I'm Mexican. Deal with it. It happens. I do too. Um, you don't wax it though. You shave it. I'm not about shaving it. That's just crazy. You got to wax, pluck, or I don't know. If you're white, I guess bleach it. I don't know how that works. I've you never know, known how that works. But I kind of feel like waxing it though because I just shaved and I cut my lip. But shaving. that your hair is different than my hair. Like mine is just like little baby hairs, and yours yeah. are like big. I've seen like videos or whatever that of barbers that do it. It looks so freaking painful. Well, when you shave? No, when you I've seen barbers like wax. Oh, really? Men's faces, and then they wax their nosers. I don't know. It looks fucking horrifying, but <laughs> but oddly satisfying. Well, this cut on my lip isn't isn't so oh, great. Oh yeah, it looks and which really sucks bad. because if I laugh or smile too much, Freddie cut his reopens. lip shaving. It looks. It's just a little baby one, but you know those but razor cuts? But it hurts, cuts? though, because it keeps reopening. Yeah, those razor cuts suck. Yeah. But anyways, I'm really into those um, right now because they work really well. They're made with, like, I think some beeswax, coconut oil, and a few other oils. So it's working real good. What are you into right now? So, dude, I try not to watch reviews or read reviews and watch reviews of movies. But I accidentally read one for Dunkirk, which opens. So we're recording this on Tuesday before the friday when it opens and it said it was good Mm -hmm. so it kind of gets me excited and i really want to see it so you're into reviews for dunkirk no i'm not into them i just accidentally read this one because well it it was wait how did you actually someone hold you down and put the phone to your pretty much it said something like the headline was like uh something about being a masterpiece and stuff i'm like oh that's interesting you don't usually read that on a review or at least on a headline of a review of a review and so I read it, and now I really want to see it, which I'm really excited about because I really like his movies. And it, we'll see how it is. The trailers never really intrigued me the way other other movies do, but oh man, this review, I really want to see it now. I know, I want to see it too. You know, another thing I've been into. Sorry, that got twofold today. Of course, you is do. just like relishing in game of thrones content as much as i can before the next season like honestly just re-watching the trailer and scenes and just reading reviews on it one of them i saw was kind of dumb and they're like oh not that great i'm like shut up but <laughs> that scene man that you, you scene. know what i i, I found myself watching 
the Samuel L. Jackson summary. Oh, Every I once in a while, I'll go back one. to that. I'll go I back forgot. to that. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that one tomorrow. Yeah, there's a a, a review uh, or a summary of what Game of Thrones is, narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. So you can imagine a lot of a lot of f bombs, but also a lot of awesomeness. So yeah. that's what I've been into lately too, and just kind of um, analyzing and overanalyzing and reanalyzing the next season's pre or next episode's preview and i'm like wait a minute who See, is that i think what that's that's close to uh it's reviews. not well, no it's not it's fan fiction thing. or it's, theories well, either way but even if uh, let's say some of those theories are correct it kind of ruins no the it does i you. feel validated here's the thing with between freddie and i the difference is i always try and figure out the end before uh, they tell me. And so, she always manages to sneak some little facts, some little theory in, and I get upset with her because she ruins it for me. No, I try not to do that anymore. But anyways, I try and do that with movies. I try to do that with shows. I'm always trying to predict what's happening next. Because, like, I'm such a control freak. Control freak. I need to know, like, what's going on and what's going to happen to ease my, my uncomfortability with the unknown. So I always try and figure it out. A lot of the times I'm right and he hates it. I think it's just he just hates when I'm right. No. So <laughs> anyways, I've been trying to like figure things out. But obviously I haven't told him or anything. It's just like my own theories. I don't read like fan theories or fiction or anything like that. Because I don't like when other people tell me. I got to figure it out on my own. So anyways. I guess I, that makes sense. But I think that's why I don't really look into that stuff. Because the same way I don't really look into reviews. Because I'd rather make up my own mind. Yeah. And I think, it, I don't know. It's not like a review for something that you buy or anything. Because it's anybody can get something completely different from a movie yeah but which i'm which kind of is interesting because i feel like we may have had some slight difference or slight uh thing we took away from the salesman final did you like the movie i did and and here's the caveat too i am not a foreign film person and mostly because i'm not a subtitle person if it's a spanish foreign film yeah i'm all for it because i don't have to read the subtitles um the orphanage all about it even though sometimes this the spaniard the version, list the list sometimes get me gets yeah that's me. a little tough but i mean i i find i'm fine i don't care if it's a different language i just hate reading subtitles and i hate when other people have subtitles on for something that they can obviously understand i'm like why do you got the subtitles on oh because i don't want to miss anything you know what you're missing the actual picture when you're reading the subtitles <laughs> that's what you're missing so i i i like to look at the movie and see it but i feel like i'm so consumed with figuring out what's going on you know uh with the language that i get a little distracted and it takes me out of it but um, but other than that, uh, you know, I usually don't sit down and watch him, but I, I know Freddie wanted to do this podcast on that one. So I, you know, I sat down and I watched it and it was actually really good. And after the first kind of, um, maybe like 20, 15, 20 minutes or so, I got really into the story. And honestly, the captions were just secondary to me. I didn't even notice them anymore. Cause it, t- cause it got you. That's right? yeah. Because yeah. it was a good movie. Now, listen, if it was a bad movie and it had captions, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. That's the, yeah. But so let me, let me, uh, tell me what it's about. I'll read the, uh, the little synopsis on IMDb. Okay. While both, while both participating in a production of death of a salesman, a teacher's wife is assaulted in her new home. 
which leaves him determined for the to find the perpetrator over his wife's traumatized objections. So it's it's a uh, it's definitely not a uh, a lighthearted movie or anything like that. But it's not graphic. Um, no, it's not. It's at, least not the at least not visually graphic. It's like the context of it. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, I have a feeling we're kind of missing part of the of the film for not having watched the play Death of a Salesman, but I think we kind of get the gist of it. I mean, there's like I, I yeah. think the narrative of the movie was very synonymous to the actual play, um, and I think there's a we, we you kind of get it, but I think I feel like we we I may th- have missed a few things here and there, kind of like Easter eggs in a way. Yeah, some like yeah. nuances. I mean, I knew it was Death of a Salesman because one, the movie's called A Salesman. They were in a play, and the guy dies at the end. Yeah. As far as the, the the play goes, not the actual film, but um, that's why I kind of correlated the two. But you're right. I don't know anything about what the themes are of death of a salesman or anything like that because i was like is he a salesman or not but he was a salesman but, but you have to play. guess it's somewhat somewhat similar right because that's what i think i think it's something similar but but even even be, be, besides that though i feel this uh this movie is kind of one of those things uh kind of one of the movies that remind me of why i like movies because you have like i like dunkirk you have all these big spectacle movies and stuff but then you have all these are these artistic movies that don't that kind of go below the radar in terms of i guess emotional impact or uh visually striking movies um kind of kind of like moonlight but that i think i think moonlight's a lot more artistic but and and the salesman is not uh it doesn't feel artistic at least it didn't feel for me it, it kind of felt just like it felt real it felt exactly it's like in uh it's just a little excerpt an inclusion into someone's life yeah, I right. felt like you were living their lives for a little bit. You can you could feel their their weaknesses, you could feel their strengths, and you could feel their ache. And not a lot of films give you that sometimes. And one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie is because I saw the director's previous. I don't know if it's his, his previous, uh, his most recent film, uh, A Separation, which also won an Oscar for best foreign film. That movie is 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 intense. And it's the same. And it's it's intense the same way where it's uh, you're just uh, empathizing with real um, consequences to pe- uh, to what seems real lives, um, just like this one. Yeah, I really like that. You know the the part that so here's the thing. So they move into this new building because their old building is like starting to collapse. And this is set in Iran. And Iran. It's in, it, yeah, it's an Iranian film. Yeah, and so I think I believe it's set in Iran, and so they move to the new place, get settled in. There's something eerie about it, like the woman who was there before. She didn't move out her things, like they couldn't get in contact her with her, and it just from the beginning something was kind of off. So, anyways, um, the woman gets home, the the wife and her husband. She calls her husband, and says, "Hey, stop at the store. I need a few things." He's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So. She's ready to get in the shower, knowing her husband's going to come back with some groceries. And she hears a buzzing of on the door. So there's like, you know, like a... It's thing, an apartment. It's like an apartment complex. You let someone in downstairs and then you let someone in, you know, in your actual apartment. So she had the key to the flat and she buzzed him in without even picking up the intercom, thinking it was him because he was calling her directly. And, you know, then she left the door unlocked. And then she got in the shower and then... The next thing you see, the next scene, is the husband still at the store. And you're like, oh shit, that's not the husband at the, at the door. Long story short, someone comes in and um, 
there's blood everywhere and you know that at some point she got knocked over the head and that's all you kind of really know at that point and the next scene he's in the hospital with her neighbors found her took her to the hospital kind of took care of her and it's just so you're just kind of wondering you know just with all the elements guy comes in i think it's a guy i think someone said it was a guy at the hospital yeah and so you're piecing that together with the fact that she was naked in the shower and you're kind of getting that weird feeling of why was she you know and she's very traumatized and you're getting in the back of your head like okay i know she was hit over the head but was she raped and that's all you that's for me all i kept asking myself yeah me too um but i think it works though because it's uh, I, I like the fact that nothing in this film is fed to you. Nothing. You kind of have to, you really have to observe um, oh, yeah. what's going on and really get the little subtleties. Um, so, and you kind of end end up finding out that yeah, she was sexually. I don't know if it's if it was full on rape or if it was a just a sexual assault or something. But she is traumatized, and that's what the important thing is, is that her trauma her trauma affects their relationship and affects the the husband. Who, tr- who struggles with trying to figure out what to do, how to help her, um, what to do with how to, f- uh, about finding the guy, calling the police or doing whatever you need to do after something like that happens. Yeah, I think for me, figuring out what happened to her exactly, just to kind of get in a place where I understood where she was coming from, I really paid attention to the details. So some of the details were just disturbing but not in a way that you would even think like like what okay so for example we find out later that the woman who previously lived there had a lot of visitors per se and they never say it but basically she was a prostitute yeah and so they i think the most of this hey they say she was promiscuous yeah or neighborhood yeah she had a lot of visitors a lot of male visitors and all this stuff so basically she was a prostitute okay let's not beat around the bush and so then you're like, oh, crap. So someone went there expecting sex. So that's your first, you know, first hint at it. So someone went in there, saw a naked woman. They were already expecting sex. Like, what happened? And then the next, you know, another thing that you see is the guy was barefoot. And the husband finds that guy's socks in his apartment and he throws him away or whatever but, the, but he looks at him like he's he's disgusted by him first yeah you know? he's like he it's almost like he's looking at him with the same face that we're looking at him because i'm like why is this guy barefoot like who the fuck had the time to take off his socks like what was going on like why didn't he have his socks on and we know he didn't have his socks on either because like there's a bloody footprint outside like so we know this guy was barefoot and Another thing that happens later is they, the husband finds just like a random wad of cash on like a dresser or something. And he know, he, he kind of hides it because he knows it's not hers. So this dude had the audacity, the, the rapist or assaulter, had the audacity to leave money because, again, he thought he was going to see a prostitute. So he leaves money on the counter and you think, well, if you're leaving money what's going on and so that kind of alludes to it too and so there's some discrepancies with that and it's just like little things and her trauma the way she uh just reacts to some of the scenarios that just really feeds into your mind of you know okay something more than just he hit her over the head yeah happened here i i think it's uh i think what kind of gets you is i spoke about how it's shot and it's 
it's very it's very documentary style shooting where you're just moving following that the the actors or the characters moving around speaking and so on but every once in a while the camera just stops and you just watch what's going on and it's something still and and just like that moment where he finds that wad of cash he's just looking at it mm-hmm. and you know it's never alluded i think it's i think it's uh i think he says it maybe like an hour in or an hour after he finds the cash saying uh that it was the 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 guy's money but when he first finds out he just has a look and he hides it and that's all you need to know all you need to see to know that it is the guy's cash Mm -hmm. and it's just something super simple especially when when the actually when the thing actually when she opened the door for him the camera just stayed on the door and the door just creeped open for for like like 20 20 30 seconds you're just watching the door open and nothing else is happening and then you cut to the the husband who's who's at the store yeah you know so i think that's uh I, I i like that because it just you have to focus about that and you have to really think about what could happen or what's going on and um if it's if something's not fully said you kind of have to make it up on your uh make it up in your own mind and it, i mean it could be worse than what you actually um expect or right or, i think they're used you're holding on to a shred of hope that she just got knocked down because she fell and the guy ran away. But, you know, yeah. we find out later piece by piece that that's not the case. And it just makes you feel more and more uncomfortable by the minute. But it's, uh, it's a little disheartening. Yeah. It, oh, something interesting, too, is that it's... I, I found the story to be not... Um, it wasn't really... Um, how do you say it? It surprised me by a, a lot of ways. Um, for example, the the truck when he finds so so the guy mm. i guess the the assaulter or the, the rapist leaves his keys in the in the apartment so the husband is left with the keys and he 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 finds the truck and find out that okay the guy left the truck there and so he takes the truck and parks it in their parking space in hopes of trying to find a way how to uh find the guy and i, I don't know I, I just felt that that's not really something that that you would do at least i don't think i would do that i I think i'd call the police or do something different and i find that interesting how he does things that i don't know if they're questionable but they're interesting because i don't think i would react the same way i think he he was driven by emotion yeah and the fact that his wife didn't want to go to the police so he kind of felt like he had to just handle it on his own but do you think he was wrong or in in the way he he pursued what he wanted to pursue no, I mean, towards the end, it got a little bit, you know, ethically, kind of probably legally wrong. But honestly, I don't blame him for it. I just, the the way his vul- the way he was so vulnerable, and I mean, obviously, she was more vulnerable. But I kind of felt for him, too, along with her, because I, he just did not know what to do. He, there was literally nothing he could do to help her. And I and and he's the main character, so a lot of it is on him, the focus. Yeah. And so you're just like, gosh, I just, you know, is there anything he can do? And so I mean, I think he felt that way himself, and he wanted to do something about it. So honestly, I don't blame him. And honestly, I I'm I'm okay with the ending. So at the end, I don't know if you want to skip forward that far. Um, talk sure. about no, anything. So at the end, the assaulter, um, you know, after a long back and forth of um, being in the abandoned building with the husband because the husband drags him there via oh i need help moving boxes i need your pickup truck blah blah and 
he and he i guess he has that bad heart so he has a heart attack family they try and save him which they do the the husband the husband and actually the wife's there too he brings her over and the wife you know surprisingly she doesn't want anything to do with him she doesn't want him um you know hurt or harmed or the victim the victim she doesn't want the family his fa- the the assaulter's family to know it's just it's so crazy because you finally kind of see it from her perspective or because this whole time you're you're relating to the guy and you're just like man i'm so angry i'm so angry but then you see it from her end and you're like wow you know she just kind of wants to forget it yeah it's just it's just like that she's not in it for the revenge like her deal is like she just wants to move on and be with her husband so i found that really interesting how the the weapon that the husband had was humiliation like I, yeah. for the longest time, I thought he was trying. He didn't. He didn't um, call the police or anything like that to to get this guy. He was trying to find him so he could deal with it. And I always thought it was going to be either he kills him or he right. he attacks him or beats him or something. But beats it was just humili- sure. humiliation. Humiliation. And I and I find that interesting because I think that has to do with the culture. That's what I was just gonna say. You know? I think it's a cultural thing. But it's interesting because it's we we can grab onto that and we can empathize with their motives and and really understand why they're doing it, even if it's not our culture, because um, it just feels so real. Well, the humiliation piece of the family, uh, he says, I'm going to tell your family what you did to my wife. I'm going to tell them. And he's like, no, please. I've been with my wife for 35 years. Don't tell my son. Don't tell my daughter. And he's so broken. The, yeah. the rapist, he's so broken about that. And it's just like, wow, this, I mean, he is more worried about his family knowing than any kind of beatings or um, death death or persecution that this guy could even threaten him like it's not even on the table right he's just like don't tell my family please don't tell my family if they know they'll be broken but anyways the assaulter ends up dying at the end with the family there and it it because of his heart failure so he has like a mini heart attack without them there they get there because the husband calls the family and is like hey you need to come up here it's an emergency and the family already knew he was with that guy because they thought again that he was helping them move and so they didn't really think it wasn't actually out of the they order. They thanked him. They thanked him for yeah. help saving his life. They were thanking him. And it was just such an, a weird emotional event because the family's crying and they're praising him like, oh, I'm so happy he's alive. And it was all but, the meanwhile. The, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I thought you were going to say what I was going to say. I was like, all the meanwhile, you're like, F this guy. I hope he's dead. <laughs> oh, you know, I wasn't thinking that. Oh, like, I I would, so it's so crazy because like this guy almost died. His son-in-law, his daughter, his wife show up, and they're like trying to. They're so happy that the the husband and the victim, the victim and her husband saved his life, and they're thanking him, thanking him all that, and all that stuff. But in the meantime, the rapist and the husband are looking at each other because oh, yeah. the rapist is wondering: Is he going to reveal my secret and ruin, uh, humiliate myself, uh, humiliate me, and, and ruin my relationship with my family? And so it's it. They're being thanked, but you can also kind of feel like this guilt uh, from the husband because he wants to tell him. He wants to get his revenge and ruin this guy's life. Yeah. All, all while being thanked for saving his life. And and mind you, the reason he doesn't want to do it either because his wife 
right before then the 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 victim the victim she tells him and says if you tell his family i will leave you and there will be no us and i'm just like damn and obviously he's doing this all for her because well he thinks he is he's, yeah and he loves her obviously and so he doesn't want to lose her and so obviously he doesn't he decides not to go through it but he's he's battling his just inherent need for revenge over you know versus wanting to stay with his wife and so he's combating to obviously wanting to stay with his wife is way more important to him than some revenge but which is really admirable for him because i don't know if i'd be able to keep that inside (laughs) i personally would have been like nope but at the end it's kind of like some poetic justice because he ends up dying anyways you know i'd like to and that's this is where i kind of want to bring in the thing where we be different because you never saw him die that's true. And That's I don't, true. I, I don't, he may not have died. He went into the ambulance. It didn't look good. But the damage is done though because so the the wife the victim leaves cuz she's she's tearing up thinking he's going to die. The ambulance shows up and she this has to go back up and so the 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 ambulance, the the paramedics are dealing with the guy, the rapist that's so-called that's supposedly dead or dying or whatnot. But the last scene is the wife and the husband looking at each other, and they're, it's it's. Oh, were they looking at each other? Yeah, well, I thought he, they were looking in the mirror too. Oh well, before that, before they cut to that, oh. they, they're in the house and they're just looking at each other because they know that the damage is done. Whether he dies or not, the consequences have been dealt, and their relationship is never going to be the same. And we never find out if they're going to be if they if they stay together if they don't. Um, but it's it's affected both of them, and I kind of wish the movie would have ended there. Instead, it cuts to them both being dressed up for the play, uh, looking at the mirror. So they're not looking at each other. But I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the 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 last last scene where they're preparing for the next play because it kind of. I don't know if it gives it closure or if it. I don't know. Just like with the theme of the the whole rape situation, everything like that, and then now it's cutting to them just moving on. I just feel like it was just the last thing that maybe. That, that told you that they were just going to move on. Like, life goes on. But when you look at their faces, though, they're, they've, I don't think they've moved on. No, but life goes on. So okay. that's what I mean. I mean, they've obviously suffered some trauma, and it's going to take them a long time. Obviously, don't get over something like that for either party anytime soon. But the whole part of that was just to me saying, you know what, life moves on. And so... It's, it just happens and you got to decide how you're going to process that because unfortunately it doesn't wait for you. Yeah. I, I think this is such a great, um, I don't want to say human experiment or example of human life, but it kind of is because it's, uh, I was telling you that when we, after we had saw, seen it, that it, what the emotions that I get watching this movie and, and watching a separation, which is the other movie that I was talking about, I get the feeling of, the uncomfortability or the worriedness that you can get when there's you when you're in your your own family crisis, mm-hmm. as opposed to watching mm. um, a big spectacle movie where yeah people are dying, but it's a different type of emotion. This one, to me, hits me at the core of of what it is to be a person and and having interactions with people around you, yeah. whether you whether they're family and you know them or whether they're complete strangers. Right. 
And it kind of lets you interpret it in your own way. I mean, they never said if she was sexually assaulted, but in my mind, everything pointed to that. So then I just concluded that. Yeah. And someone could conclude, well, maybe she was about to be or it was attempted or something like that. And that's up to your interpretation. And the same thing with the ending. You know, I thought he died. But then looking back on it, you're right. He could have stayed alive because it ended with him going inside the ambulance. I mean, it didn't look good. But again, that's your own interpretation. So it left a lot of it open, which is for a film like this can be either a good or a bad thing. I think it can be a good thing because if you're optimistic, then you can say, you know what? Oh, no, it was maybe just an attempted and then he survived. And they, they, you know, the fact that they're in this play together still, you know, they're going to be happy and they're going to move on. Or if you're a cynic like me, I'm just like, nope, I think she was assaulted. I think the guy died. I think it was probably their fault and they're never going to be the same. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that we both have different takes on it and think about it differently. Hey guys, tune in next week. We'll be talking about the controversial documentary, What the Health? And you can go ahead and find it on Netflix. So tune in.